Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew and I'm a writer, reality competition TV fanatic and a 100% faithful for real. The Trader is a deep dive into every episode of the hit competition series, The Traitors. And this is season three of the podcast, which will be dedicated to the Australian version of The Traitors. Although I began the podcast with the US and then the UK series, Traitors Australia was actually filmed and broadcast before either of those. And no secret to regular listeners of the pod, I'm pretty sure this is my favourite version so far, which means I am absolutely buzzing to talk about it for the next 12 episodes. A wee bit of background, I first heard about the show at the time I was watching the UK Traitors and raving about it on social media. Someone I know got in touch to say, did you know there's an Australian version of this? And I'm a bit of an Aussie file anyway. Muriel's Wedding is one of my favourite films. I grew up watching Neighbours and Home and Away. I love Kath and Kim, Summer Heights High, Dame Edna and basically anyone with an Australian accent, which I will be copying throughout this podcast. So I tracked down The Traitors Australia and oddly watched it while I was on holiday in Frankfurt looking after a dog. I binged the whole series, couldn't believe I didn't have anyone to talk to about it and completely seriously it was during the last few episodes that I decided I had to start a podcast about it. I'd wanted to do a podcast for a while but couldn't really settle on a subject that I wouldn't get bored of or that I didn't think anyone else was already doing but this TV series had me so on edge and fixated I knew I would never get tired of discussing it. About three weeks later, I'd uploaded the first podcast episode. Now, to help me dive into this amazing season, I have a special co-host for this first episode. But 
Before we meet them, it's time for the return of TT News. It feels right to begin with some Traitors Australia news. TVTonight.com, in an article about Australian programmes that have been renewed for new seasons, reveals that season two of The Traitors Australia will, like The Traitors US, include celebrity contestants. The article says, Actors, reality stars and content creators will join the likes of formal federal agents, lawyers and marketing consultants in the most exciting game where you can trust no one. Keep your eyes peeled, Australia. You may be surprised to see a few familiar faces grace your screen. This is somewhat of a surprise to me, but suggests that broadcasters are hoping for more viewers and are following the lead of the US version to do so. I'm not wild about this idea, which I'll talk about more later on in the episode. However, if Jane Turner from Kath and Kim makes an appearance, I will 100% change my mind. Sadly, it seems there are no immediate plans for the BBC to broadcast The Traitors Australia here in the UK. I got in touch to ask if they might buy the rights to the programme in the way they did with The Traitors US, and a member of the BBC Inquiries team replied to me with the following message. It's great to read your interest in The Traitors, and I recognise you want to know if the BBC will acquire the rights to the Australian version. I've looked into your inquiry and there's currently no information as to whether the BBC will broadcast this version of the show in future. In the meantime, I'd keep an eye on the BBC Media Centre website in the following link, which provides audiences with information about new and recommissioned programmes. And that address is bbc.co.uk slash media centre. So all we can do for now is keep an eye on that collectively. The Traitors US has been nominated for Best Competition Series at this year's MTV Awards. Voting, though, has now closed and the ceremony will be broadcast on Sunday, May the 7th, which will most likely be before this episode airs. I'll keep you updated on whether they win the award or not, though. However, there's some pretty stiff competition from shows like Big Brother and RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, which was the amazing all-winners season. But good luck, Traitors US. We have a big, big episode ahead, so let's move right along and meet my guest co-host for this inaugural Aussie episode. My co-host on this episode of The Trader has been a guest on not one, not two, but three previous episodes of The Trader. Lindsay, how are you going? G'day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> are you all right? How the bloody hell are you? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, I'm great, mate. So we're definitely going to speak in terrible Australian accents <laughs> all the way through this episode, so people just need to be aware. Um, Lindsay, how did it feel when I asked you to come back for the Traitors Australia season of the podcast? I was super excited. Excellent. And we enjoy an accent. Mm -hmm. uh, we enjoy an Australian accent. How good is my Aussie accent on a scale of one to ten? Um, I'd say about a three. <laughs> A three? A three? That's awful. That's bloody awful. You have a galah. 
don't even know what that means. <laughs> a a, a is a bird. I think it's a bird. Oh, yeah. you big bird. You big bird. You big bird. You big pigeon. <laughs> I just tried to think of like a British bird. <laughs> now, Lindsay, I've got something to ask you. Mm-hmm. You uh, you grew up in uh, South Africa. Yes. And sometimes people think that a South African accent is kind of like an Australian accent. When you first moved here, did people think that you were from Australia? Did you? Did when they you actually... said South Africa? Like South Africa? South African. I know, I got a bit mixed up, was, hey? They thought it was um, an Australian accent. Huh? Okay, okay. Um, now, because listeners seem to like it, we will be playing the Trader Treater again. I know it's your favourite part of recording. So in case any listeners don't know, I'm going to explain what the Trader Treater is. Our goal throughout the episode from here on in is to tell one lie to one another. The lie has to be a fabrication or a made-up fact. It can't be a fake opinion, like saying you don't find Roger attractive when actually you know that Roger is a babe. At the end of the episode, we each have to put our traitor hunting skills to the test and decide what we thought the other person's lie was. It can be a lie about the show, it can be a lie about you, it can be a lie about something you did today, anything at all. Lindsay, are you ready to play the yeah. traitor traitor? Yeah. Do you think you're going to beat me third this time? Lucky. Yeah, third time lucky. Okay, okay. We'll see, we'll see. Um, in that case, I think we're ready to just dive into the first episode of The Traitors Australia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you like my dramatic introduction there? The Traitors Australia. She the Traitors Australia. Lindsay, the Traitors Australia, different presenter, different location. Um, Roger, obviously, we've established as like very handsome, beautiful. Do you agree? Um, yeah, he's handsome and beautiful, but uh, I don't really like him as a host. Oh wow! Right, right, host. right out the gate. Don't yeah, like the host. He seems, like, <laughs> seems quite standoffish, <laughs> and like hmm. he's tried to crack jokes the episode and I'm just like mm, really? okay really? okay no Claudia no no Claudia no well obviously not uh, um okay uh we're in yes, a different handsome. yes we're in a different location so the if, if people have watched the UK and the US traitors they were both filmed in uh, a castle in Scotland here we're in a luxury hotel in Western Australia do you like do you like the the, the place they're in what do you yeah. think I think it's beautiful. Okay. I, absolutely, I think it's really nicely decorated. I noticed all the plants in the inside. <laughs> it's very beautiful. Beautiful. So beautiful. So uh, really early on, we start to meet the contestants. And the first contestant is MK, who shares my initials. Which <gasps> I don't know how I feel about that. And uh, <laughs> luckily, I think that's where our similarities end. Uh, MK is a criminal lawyer. Um, he says you've got to have the heart of a lion, not the heart of a sheep. Uh, I feel like MK is going to be the Imran of this season. Remember in the UK traitors, Imran mentioned every 10 minutes that he had a PhD and he was the youngest person ever to get it. Mm-hmm. I feel MK is going to mention his criminal law career as much as possible. Uh, 
we've got Lewis who comes in, and Lewis is a Sparky. <laughs> I love Lewis. I think so Lewis is so sweet. <laughs> uh, Sandra appears next. Like, I don't mean to objectify her, but she has a, I've just written Sandra Babe. Oh, she is, is that pretty. Fair? She is yes, pretty. Yes, she's very Yes. Uh, a few more people arrive. We've got Olivia. Olivia is a forensic crime scene investigator. And of course, like MK immediately takes that opportunity to mention his job again because it's kind of connected to what she does. Yeah. Uh, a few more people start to arrive. We don't get as much about the next few people. We've got Craig, who tells us he's a regional account manager. Angus, who everyone thinks looks like Bradley Cooper. But oh, he does. says, I'm just a blog from the coast. Do you think he looks like Bradley? Yeah. Yeah, it's, he does actually. It's quite strange, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. even the way, like I'm watching it, I'm thinking, is he putting this on? It's, it's <laughs> very, very similar. Mm-hmm. We have Dirk, who is like sort of an actor, a performer. His jacket is very extra. He's Love got it. like bedazzled. It's giving me Destiny's Child circa 2000 uh, shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he guesses when he meets MK he guesses that MK is a magician <laughs> and this made me laugh because MK was probably like horrified by that yeah. uh, there's Millie who like I had to I made a, a list of the cast um, when I was I, I've watched I've seen all of the Traitors Australia uh, it was several months ago that I first watched it so I'm, I'm sort of re-watching it now I made a list of who everybody was, and I, I had a little description beside them. My description for Millie is blonde Velma, because I think she's like makes me think of Velma from Scooby Doo, but blonde and Australian. Because of her glasses. <laughs> yeah, and that's literally it. She's a woman with glasses. <laughs> uh, and then I've got Claire, supermarket. Oh, that's my description for Claire. She sounded so 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 sketchy. Like I was like, she's not a supermarket person. She's literally made that field up. She's she's like lying already. Why do you think that? I, I don't know. Like she just kind of came across as she's kidding on short as mm. like she wanted to be devious at the start, but she just came over as super sketchy. Okay, interesting. Uh, we've then got like a special section devoted to Nigel. So Nigel Brennan is I got this significant background. He's from mm-hmm. Tasmania, Tasmania, mm-hmm. um, and he tells us that. He was held hostage in Somalia. He was a photojournalist and he was held captive for 460 days yep. before he, his family paid this ransom. He's written a book about it. He was yep. obviously in the news at the time. He's got and a documentary it, as well. Yes. Yep, and I'll now he works as a, a negotiator in crisis management response. Mm-hmm. But But no one seems to recognize him. So it's a pretty big place, though. Well, you're right. I know it's a big place with a small population, though. So, and it's it's I it's I wonder how that you know how did that play out with the producers? Like they must have thought there's a chance some people might know who you are. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to take that chance. I mean, it doesn't matter if they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that would make a difference. But I think if although he he obviously doesn't tell anybody no about his background because I watched his documentary a few months ago. And when he came on, I was like, oh, my God, that's that's him from Traitors. Uh-huh. I wonder if he Very thinks that if he tells people that, yeah. they'll think, oh, he's 
he'll be a good traitor then because yeah. he works in crisis management and this sort of, you know. And like under pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's why he's keeping it back. And then again, they showed a picture of him when he was released and he had like, you know, a big beard. So I get maybe when he was in pictures <laughs> of him in the news, he didn't look like he does now. So mm-hmm. people wouldn't recognise him. And it was, a, it was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, next up is, now I, I'm really curious to know what you think about this person. Is Chloe the clairvoyant? What, my, here's my, here's my reaction to Chloe. Obviously, insane. Um, I, <laughs> in real life, I would like. I think you know this about me. I would probably go straight to Chloe and be drawn to her, and then regret it later. Mm-hmm. Because in life, I am drawn to mental people, and then yeah. later on, can't get away from them yeah. and regret that I was drawn to that person but Chloe has energy that would make me want to be around her and ask her lots of questions immediately mm-hmm. um, do you think Chloe really is a clairvoyant? No. do you believe in her gift? <gasps> no no. You, she's not got the gift? no why not? I think that she's pretending that she's got the gift so she can maybe <laughs> put the fear in people but no I don't get any any, any good vibes from her at all is that because you've got the gift? Yes. And you can sense the gift within others? Yes. Do I have the gift? I think sometimes, like okay. when we were travelling down to London last week, we did guess each other's numbers. We, that we did. Thought. We did, <gasps> and shapes, yep. And and letters. We you I sent you the letter you psychically in the train and you guessed it. Yep, first time. This will mean absolutely nothing to anyone listening, but it is true and it's real and I'm definitely psychic. Um, So we've got Chloe the clairvoyant. She tells the others that she can do psychic medical scans. (laughs) There's quite a few shots of her telling Craig this and Craig is just like staring at her with a very like fake smile. (laughs) And you can tell that in his mind, he's like, what is she talking about? Uh, Fee is here. I love Fee. Do you like Fee? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fee actually reminds me of someone that we know, also called Fee. Right. Okay, I can see that. I don't because she's like quite like bubbly outgoing and bubbly. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be a Fee thing. Shout out to Fee. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, Kashindi, who is a law student, and she says that she feels like Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde. Uh, we've also got. It, this didn't occur to me until I rewatched it that one of the contestants is called Marielle. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like Marielle. Mar- <laughs> yeah. From Marielle's wedding. It, well, yeah. it's not Marielle's wedding, it's Muriel's wedding. Yeah. But of course, if you've seen the film, you know that Muriel changes her name to Marielle. Muriel. And ever since we met each other 20 years ago, I have called you Marielle for no real reason. Yep. Marielle. Um, do you know, it's, see when Marielle introduces herself to Olivia? Olivia mm-hmm. just immediately goes, I'm not going to remember that. As if Mario's the most complicated name yeah. she's ever heard. <laughs> it's not that strange. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Marielle tells a story uh, in her interview. She says that she uh, turned in her friends at university because yeah. they cheated in an exam. What did you think of that? A bit backstabby, eh? Well, sure. But I guess she was trying to do the right thing. I'd do that. I thought, really? If I was like studying hard and working for my exams, and then I knew some people were I don't like, know if she's been studying hard. She what? could have been. She, she don't know. You don't know if she's been studying hard. Well, that's you true. Go out the weekend and get drunk, or 
like playing with her phone during lectures. Okay, maybe she's not been working hard, but she's not cheating. So I if I knew there were other people cheating, I'd be annoyed. Well, I'd be annoyed, but I wouldn't go as far as to do that. If you were cheating, okay. and I knew you were cheating, I would just blackmail you. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I'm going to tell on you unless you give me a Mars bar ice cream. Wow. <laughs> wow, so specific. Yep. So Marielle is studying law, um, and it makes me think there's like a pattern emerging amongst the contestants. They're all a lot of them are like either lawyers or work in law or like mm-hmm. forensics, which makes sense. I guess those kind of people would be like attracted to like a, a program like this. Yeah. So that makes sense. Uh, there's there's several other contestants that we don't really get to see much of yet. So there's Teresa, Jack, Paul. Kate, Alex, Mark, Matt, Justine, Ethan, and Middy. <laughs> and no spoilers, some of them end up being on the show for quite a while. So it's quite interesting that they don't really get any spotlight in this first episode, but some of them go on to play really important parts. Mm-hmm. I won't say any more than that. Good. So overall, uh, we've met all the contestants. I think like this is much more interesting to me than having celebrities like the US version or the next season of the Australian Traitors is also going to have some like famous contestants as part of the cast which yeah I like it it reminds me of Big Brother when you just meet these people and they're like here's my job here's what I do uh yeah I I can't go and not knowing anybody and getting to know the person instead of Mm -hmm. Oh, that's such and such for such, and then you're, you've got a preconception of what what they're like. Yeah, yeah, I feel that way. So, after we've met the contestants and they've had a little chat, we move into the banishment room. They don't really seem to refer to it as the round table here. They just call mm. it the banishment room. And Millie points out there's a real shift in the mood as they all come in and sit down, and it's a really atmospheric room. Like it's very dark and ominous and you know the tables sort of very like grand and like sort of gothic uh roger comes in and he points out the in the middle of the table they literally have a quarter of a million dollars in these silver bars mm-hmm. which unless they're fake props i think they're real i don't know i don't know what silver looks no. like no you think it's fake no surely it's a prop i don't Imagine know Imagine winning the game and walking with like Loads of silver bars into the bank going, eh, I just want a game show, by the way. I've got 20 silver bars here. Can I cash them in? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I guess so. I never thought of that. Okay. Maybe they're just like aluminium or something. Who knows? Maybe they're cardboard, just painted. Um, and it, I realise like the UK and the US seasons don't really have that. They don't have like a physical representation of the money. Sometimes on the UK one, they had like these gold disc things. The US one did. Oh, did they? Am I it's talking gold rubbish? Bars, yeah. The US one had gold bar. No, it wasn't. I've literally written in my notes: UK and US don't really have no, this. No, the US like they don't like put the bars on the thing, but there's gold bars. There's like a, a picture of the bars all sitting there. Okay, are you saying I should just cut out the last two minutes because yeah. I was talking a load of shit? Yeah. Okay. Can I eat this small ice cream, please? It's like <laughs> melting in my hand. It's just a teeny bit, though. Okay. So Roger, as we talked a little bit about this already. Roger, I think it's kind of like a mix between Alan Cumming and Claudia Winkleman. Oh. Obviously, this was filmed before either of those. Why would you say such a thing? 
I just mean, I, <laughs> I mean, he is, he's not acting as much as Alan. He's not like got an entire character that's like really flamboyant and like over the top, but. Well, he's... Alan's quite like theatrical, like that kind of thing. And Claudia's just, she comes across as a really kind of warm, like host that she, that she would keep in contact with you and like look after, like make uh-huh. sure you're okay. But Roger just kind of seems to, that's his job and that's what he's doing. Yeah, I he's think He's not he... going to kind of go over and beyond. Yeah, he's re- he's definitely like, everything he says is read from a script. Oh, I don't right. think he's going to like improvise much. No. And Inside Tea, one of the, I won't name names, uh, one of the Australian contestants who's going to be on the podcast uh, later on has sort of mentioned this to me that, I, you know, back, between takes, you know, when the cameras weren't rolling, there wasn't really much interaction with Roger. Uh, this mm-hmm. this contestant said to me that they, they didn't really speak to them. So maybe that person will want to talk more about that when they're on the podcast. We'll see. You'll need to tell me who that is. Yes. So they then put on their masks, these like carnival oh. masks. Uh-huh. Did, did you like the masks? Uh-huh. I love the okay. masks. I thought you might. It's very murder mystery. It's like... I don't know, it feels like a, a, a sort of parlour game. Like, it's yeah. quite exciting. It's quite dramatic. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. cool. Uh, and so Roger goes around the table, like we've seen in other seasons, and he's going to tap on the shoulder the people that have been chosen as the traitors. Obviously, they have to pretend that it's Roger choosing them. Um, you know, it'll be a team of producers who decide, and they just tell him the people they want him to pick. That's what I was going to ask. Because in the British one, Claudia has like a kind of chat with them all. Yeah. And then chooses who she wants to be a traitor. But do you know what I was thinking when I was watching this? Surely if you, if I'm sitting beside you at that table, I'm going to hear him touching your clothes. Because your sight is gone, so like your other senses are going to be heightened. Yeah. Surely. Well, I know and you would think that, but then um, it obviously isn't the case because like maybe none, of them, none of them none of them figure it out so in... i suppose your your heart's racing and your i i, I think nigel uh, not nigel uh roger walks around so many times and like he he psychs them out like he pretends to stop at some of yeah, them yeah he's fixing his tie at one of them yeah, yeah so i think by the time he's done that a few times he actually probably end up misinterpreting every sound so it probably doesn't end up making a difference so um he he ends up choosing nigel angus marielle and claire who all seem very excited like they all say in their interviews they they wanted this like they're really glad to have been Mm -hmm. chosen this is a, a little bit different from other seasons as well because there are four traitors rather than three uh what do you think about the choice of traitors what do you think about the fact that there are four of them I love the fact that Nigel got picked. Like, okay. I actually, my heart skipped a beat because I thought he would <laughs> be amazing at this. I actually want him to win. Um, I thought he's going to be absolutely amazing at this. Uh, Angus, I wasn't too fond of until as the episode kind of progressed, I kind of thought, oh, he's quite cool. He's he's kind of, like, thinking it through. Claire, as I told you, I thought was a wee bit sketchy, so mm-hmm. I thought, mm. and then the other chick, I don't, I don't even know what her name is. Marielle. Is that Marielle? How could you forget Marielle? Oh my god! She's trying to steal my identity. <laughs> uh, it made me laugh because I don't know if you'll like understand this reference or if it's just me. Marielle 
takes off her mask and she's doing her interview and saying, oh, I'm so glad. And she says that all she could think was, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. Mm-hmm. Did that make you think of anything? No. Oh, there's like a meme, it's like or like a, yeah, there's like a, me- a meme of, I'm going to play it for you. I have it prepared okay. and see if this rings a bell. Okay. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. I actually heard that, but I don't know where that's come from. It's it's originally in the TV show Parks and Rec, but right, okay. like, like that audio, the like people use it on memes all the time for don't stuff. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> so as soon as Marielle was like, "Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious," I just, that's all I could hear in my head. <laughs> so. Uh, we've got our four traitors, and after that, the contestants, they're having drinks, they're, this is their first time together now that the traitors have been chosen and they're not in the banishment room. Mm-hmm. There's lots of shots of everyone, like, side-eyeing each other, like, looking around very suspiciously. Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. aka Angus, is already plotting, um, and then they have this cutscene to Angus as, like, surfer dude in his home life. <laughs> He's like, I'm just so a jealous. common bloke. And he's like, I- I'm a lone wolf. You're jealous of his surfer life. I'm jealous that he's got a house on the beach and he can just yeah. walk outside and the beach is there. An hour. Mm. Uh, Ethan is... We don't. You don't really see much of Ethan. Do you know who Ethan is? Yeah. Well, he's... I didn't actually until towards the end of the episode. Okay. He's like incredibly handsome. Oh, no. uh... <laughs> he's a Harry. Harry with a body. <laughs> Ethan is uh he's trying to guess uh kind of like what you said he's guessing based on like where Roger slowed down around the table who he was maybe choosing and then Middy is like no that's a red herring that don't believe that um so they're all trying to figure out who did he pick who did he tap they're looking around at one another Middy is right on to Angus though Mm-hmm. And we know that he's right. So he said he notices that Angus was, after the tra- traitors were chosen, he was staring at the table and looked really uncomfortable. And he also somehow knows that there are four traitors. He says, I, I reckon there's- there are four of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how he's come to that conclusion, but. Uh, like, that's, right. that's, that's all good and all right. But did you notice the Death Stare kid? Oh, Jack. Oh, <laughs> what is what's going on there? What is actually going on there? Um, Jack, you know how I said I've got like I had written, I wrote down all the names of the the cast, and then yep. I wrote like a note beside them to remind yep. me who they were. I, I just wrote like Jack Australian Timothy Chalamet because I think he just looks like very um skinny oh, and pale him. and it's, intense yeah. and like Timothy Chalamet's older brother. So I'm just going to call him Jack Chalamet from now on. Like, see, see, when he's staring, though, it's like, it's not even a, oh, he thinks I could be a traitor. It's like he's staring into your soul and you're your mind. <laughs> and he's going to start controlling you. And it's, like, really uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable for me to watch, let alone be there. Like, yeah, at? I think... I think he, he said he thinks it's like his technique. I don't know what he hopes to get out of it, but he says that he thinks that if he can just, like, stare at people well, and make... He's, and then he'll... T- he's like I don't a know, chess he's... champion, right? Yeah. He's chess, right? So... No, it's just it's just really weird vibes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think he thinks that if he stares at people, he can tell from their reaction to that what they are. But I, I don't know. Any that's normal human would be like, <laughs> "What the actual hell are you looking at?" Go and just stop. 
Maybe he thinks that like a real traitor will just stay right back at him and hold it. I don't know. I don't know what no, his test is. Not, not with that stare, no. You'd, yeah. you'd look away. Uh, as well as Middy being right onto Angus, uh, Teresa tells Claire like she looks really nervous as well. And I like, I mean, Teresa's right because we know that Claire is a traitor. Mm-hmm. And Claire just says, "Oh, it's just it was just so intense in there. It's just such an intense experience." And oh, when Roger said someone was going to get murdered tonight, I just word, I don't want it to be me. So she's trying to like throw it off that way. I don't mm-hmm. know how how successful that is. And then after this. Well, I would normally say we go to Traitor's Tower, but it's not really a tower anymore. So it's like Traitor's Lounge, Traitor's Drawing Room, Traitor's Den, the room they go and meet in their little room. Do you know what I think that's quite like? It's quite, it's like a horror film. Like the music behind it. Oh, yeah. The cloaks, the masks. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very, very tense. It's intense. it is. I love it. Uh, so they arrive at the traitor's den and they take off their masks. So they're get they're discovering they still at this point don't know who the other traitors are. So mm-hmm. this is them discovering it. Uh, Angus tells Marielle that he picked her up straight away. <laughs> yep. He's like, oh, I know it was you. Sorry, that was awful Australian accent. I'm so sorry. Um, but they seem more surprised when Nigel oh, and Claire take off I, their masks. I took it as an Angus was gonna kill her. Like he picked her as if he was oh, going to kill her. Oh, I thought he meant I picked. I thought he meant like I clocked it was you. Like I was suspicious of you. No, I thought okay. he meant as I in, was going to pick you off. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, they all acknowledge that they have a big advantage as traitors, which I think is true, and they then have to decide straight away who they're going to murder tonight. Uh, Angus wants to make a statement. To create fear he thinks we should pick off someone like a big character mm. uh, i don't know if that's wise marielle suggests no why don't we just pick someone who's like middle of the pack she calls them mm-hmm. uh, what what do you think is the best thing to do for th- who, who, how do you decide who to murder i think you don't want to go for the big boisterous characters because they're the ones that are going to make things interesting and they'll mm. end up getting themselves picked off anyway yeah the quieter ones, I think, is a bit of a weak move for them. So I think Marielle's kind of, I think she's she's thinking all right the same way I would think. Yeah. Somebody that's uh, middle ground. Yeah. From the other seasons of the traitors, there's kind of a pattern that emerges that yeah, the the traitors tend to leave the big characters because they yeah. think, like you said, they'll just end up getting themselves in trouble anyway and probably get banished. So, and they. They also often in other series, they murder people that everybody likes because they mm-hmm. think people who are unlikely to be banished, well, they don't really want them around. So they that's the only way they're going to get rid of some people from the competition is to just murder them. Mm-hmm. So uh, they discuss certain people. They talk about MK. Marielle doesn't even know if he's a lawyer. She thinks he might be lying about that. They... I laugh at that. <laughs> Claire also then suggests, though, like we've just said, that actually he'll probably get himself banished because he's quite a sort of... Um... Annoying character? Yeah, I was trying to think of <laughs> like some really delicate way of putting that. No. No. <laughs> um, they also talk about Middy because they think he's, he's too clever and he's really analytical and he's already starting to like 
figure out like he's already figured out that Angus is probably a traitor. They think about Sandra because she's got her game face on. She's like really in the competition already and she's also very clever. Mm-hmm. And they talk about Millie aka Australian Velma because they think that she's very guarded and she's she's told them that she's already got some names that she's suspicious of but she won't tell them who it is Mm -hmm. so they don't really like that so we're left not knowing who they've chosen yet and it's on to breakfast straight away next morning and it's it's the, the format of this episode is really interesting because unless I'm wrong in the UK and the US versions we don't really get any of this till episode two usually. So yeah. this is a big, huge episode one for this version of the program. So mm-hmm. we're at breakfast already the next day. So we've got we've met the contestants. We know who the traitors are. The traitors have met for the first night. They've decided who to murder, and mm-hmm. we've got breakfast. And we're not even halfway through the episode. Yeah. So uh, Lewis is the first person in. Lewis, who's the spacky? Could I say uh, something though? Right. Okay. At the table. All yes. their names are placed on the first time. So you could walk around that table and know exactly who's not going to be there. Well, they do have all the names, but they include everybody. They include the person whose murdered name as well. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the person who ends up murdered, that, that person's name is there. Just too. a blank table, right, okay. Yeah, they just, they just nobody comes to sit there. So, but yeah, it's funny that they do have like assigned seats. Yeah. I wonder why they've done that. That's interesting. Maybe they didn't want, I don't know. Maybe the, the producers don't want the traitors to sit together or something like that. I don't know. Mm. Um, maybe it's just because everybody doesn't know everybody else's name yet because Olivia can't remember the, the name Marielle because it's too <laughs> difficult. <laughs> uh, Jack comes in after Lewis. Jack's death stare chess champion uh other people start to come in we see like fee and Teresa, and they've obviously bonded like they seem like they're kind of buds already because mm-hmm. they're like dancing about and being quite like loud and boisterous but they, they're a really funny friendship more and more people arrive they're, they're all now desperate to see who's not going to return and Fee is in the middle of like yelling down the table about how MK is probably a really great liar when he walks in <laughs> as she's saying it. Yeah. And then he delivers like this speech. Like he's in court. Uh-huh. I want everybody to look at me. This yeah. is what's going on. Like, yeah, just he... sit down and eat your breakfast and shut up. <laughs> He, he he tells them that you know he's not a traitor, and that they will work together and they will find evidence. I've just written the word cringe in big capital letters. It's so uncomfortable. Well, I wrote little notes as well, and in okay. my notes beside his name is Vom. <laughs> <laughs> like if you, it's just it just makes me think what a terrible way to draw attention to yourself. He's like shooting yourself in the foot though. Ah. Uh-huh. Like, don't like make yourself, going, don't be suspicious, Marielle told us. That's like me going in and being like, right, everybody, look at me right now. I've got something to say. I'm not a traitor. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> going to be like, Why what she the hell? That? He is a traitor. Yeah. So MK just needs to stop. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's quality entertainment for us, but <laughs> if you were sitting at that table, I would just be like, why is he still speaking? Uh and and actually, even after he does his speech, Craig then just says, well, right up until then, I thought you were a faithful, mm-hmm. uh, which I think everybody's thinking. 
Jack then, I've just written, you know, he's doing his staring technique, which is so unnerving. Uncomfortable, eh? Just staring around the, around the table at people. Really weird. Um, I just want to enjoy my waffles, Jack. Please stop staring at me. See, see if he was staring at me like that, I think I would, he would probably think I'm a traitor because I would just be like, oh my God, I don't want to make eye contact with him in case he like sets me on fire or something. <laughs> It's true though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sets me on fire. Uh, so <laughs> we're down to the final two. <laughs> we're down to the final two. <laughs> oh my god! This <laughs> is sets me on fire. It's true though. <laughs> Don't I look at him? Okay. You've got actual tears. You've got actual tears. <laughs> crying. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And breathe. I gotta brave. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> So we're down, we're down to the final two. Uh, it's between Middy and Millie, and Middy arrives. We realise Australian Velma is gone. Millie's cookies is gone, <laughs> <laughs> and Fee is left wondering, like, what's the strategy? Why would somebody murder Millie? What's going on? And then we cut to we get these like uh, it's very Apprentice because we see Mel. There's an interview with Millie in the car like leaving the hotel Um, and she thinks that she was obviously murdered because she was seen as a threat which actually is true that is what that is what the traitor said about her and everyone at breakfast just seems very confused about this choice Uh, Roger comes in and again he he psychs them out he does a fake minute silence for Millie but not really is this one of the jokes you were talking about when you said he tries to make jokes and it's not funny yeah okay I thought it was funny. It's like, give over. But that's because I'm blinded by Roger's beauty. You're even funny, man. <laughs> Roger then explains what's going to happen with the challenges, that every day they'll do a mission and that this will help create money for the eventual prize pot. And we move straight to the mission right after this. So this mission is different from anything we've seen in the other versions because it's at night. Is it also because Adidas have potentially sponsored them? (laughs) Don't you worry, I've got notes on the (laughs) tracksuits. I'm on it. Uh, I quite like that the mission is at night because it makes sense to make it feel more creepy and mysterious. Uh, We never really got that in the other, in the UK and the US versions. It was just all daytime stuff. So I thought, oh, this is actually really cool. Yeah. Again, it, it just feels we, we're getting so much in episode one. We've we've now got a mission. We've still got a banishment to come. It's the episode is an hour and twenty minutes long. It's it's a, it's a big one. Yep. Uh, yes, red tracksuits. <laughs> I I love Teresa because she's like we look dope. We look like the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure they look like the Beastie Boys, but I low key want one of these tracksuits now. No. Probably <laughs> <laughs> what. Vintage. <laughs> well, if I'm going to have a cloak from season one of the of the Traitors UK, I need a red tracksuit from season one of the Traitors Australia. 
so that in future I could just post Instagram pictures wearing outfits from the trailers. So uh, they all gather together. Roger appears, and then like the lights come up, and they're in a graveyard. I, I'm not sure how they couldn't kind of already see that, but they act like they couldn't see any of the gravestones before that. Mm-hmm. And they have to divide into searchers and diggers. The searchers are going to look for symbols on trees. It's giving Blair Witch. And the diggers will then be on the other end of a radio. And they've got to find the corresponding symbols on tombstones and then dig for treasure. Yep. I think Chloe the Clairvoyant probably either loved this or thought it was very blasphemous. I'm not sure. Well, I just kind of like Sandra's comment that she wants to get down and dirty. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that as well. I like getting down and dirty and then being really physical. Yeah. And then, of course, she's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. She that really of course, they're not going to cut that out when you say something like that. Nah, nah. So that was enjoyable. Uh, it's kind of like, it's a little bit like the Buried Alive task from the UK one, mm-hmm. because you have, you know, there's like radios, you're describing an image, people have got to find you. There's just no like actually being buried alive this time. It's a bit so, better though. You know, you know. Uh, Dirk also then says, oh, it's like the Blair Witch. And I wrote my comment about the Blair Witch before Dirk said it in the episode. I would just like to point that out. That's not my lie. That because is the you truth. watched this months ago and you knew he was going to see yeah. it. And no, I did not remember head. it. I did not remember that. I did not remember Yeah, that. whatever. Uh, Lewis reminds us, I'm a sparky. I'm looking for a power plug. <laughs> uh, so he's not really, this isn't really his jam. I, I think it's Fee who you just hear a voice saying, if I was a symbol, where would I be? And that just really made me laugh. Uh, Kashindi is not here for the digging and the grafting. Yeah. She just says she's on flashlight duty. And then she also says that she thinks Midi's a traitor. And I don't really know why, other than that, uh, like he's clever. I don't mm. know why that makes you a traitor. Mm. Did you love Jack's ridiculously intense description of one of the symbols that the looked like the Deathly Hallows. I loved it. That's the only part of Jack I liked. <laughs> so instead of just saying it's a circle and a triangle and a line, it was like, like, right, like, do you know oh, the yeah, Elder Wand and the Cloak of Invisibility and the Philosopher's Stone? Like, if if they don't know what that means, they've got no, no they idea what he's know. talking about. They do know, because some of them are like, oh my god, yeah, I'm a big Harry Potter fan, and da 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 And then they're just like, it's complete silence. Yeah, yeah. Like, how could you not get that? If you're I a think Harry it was Potter a bit fan, too much. Also, they're on a circle, clock. It's like Jack. Line, we don't we don't have time triangle. for these descriptions. Just name some shapes, please. Uh, so after some strange descriptions of symbols, they end up digging up some silver, and by the end of the challenge, they have won twelve thousand dollars out of a possible twenty thousand dollars. Can I stop uh, you there? You missed the best quote of the whole the episode so far. I'm sorry. What was it? Teaser. Yes. <laughs> she's. I think it was like she's. She's puffed out of her tits. I'm puffed out of my tits. I'm a big girl. I'm puffed out of my tits. I'm actually, like, got myself laughing. Like, as a big girl myself, I'd be like, yeah. I love how that's your favourite quote. Means, but, you know. <laughs> so after the mission, we have some last-minute discussions before we go back into the banishment room. Oh, and they up on the screen. I, I quite like this actually. It, it comes up like with the word banishment, and then a, like a dictionary definition to get rid of something unwanted. They did that at the start of the episode actually with I think the word faithful 
comes up and then the word traitor comes up Why? and they define what it means. I thought it felt quite intense. Um, everyone seems to have sort of split into like small groups and they're all figuring out how are they going to vote and they seem to have come to this decision. They all realise that they probably need to vote like as a group, like they, they need to vote unanimously rather than all just individually voting for you know whoever they actually think it is mm -hmm. like, and i mean and again in other versions of the program that tends to be what happens quite early on that everybody gangs up on a single person did you also notice that poor roger yes said she will be banished instead of they will be banished so he's already he's He's putting it that, that a woman's going to get banished. She will be banished. I am. Um, I didn't notice that. No. Maybe. Okay. Maybe it's just his Australian accent because it's so unusual. She and he. <laughs> she and I. They sound the same. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, in these discussions, MK's name ofs comes up because of that mental speech at breakfast. Mm -hmm. uh, and the traitors have decided very cleverly that they should split up and they should get into as many different chats as possible and eavesdrop and like figure out what the what the you know what's the vibe amongst everybody. MK himself thinks that it's Middy who's the traitor because he says that at breakfast when Millie didn't come in. Uh, Middy had no reaction to it, and then he just said, "Oh, I didn't, re I didn't like her anyway." Mm -hmm. And Marielle overhears this and has to like act like she's shook at this information. Obviously, she knows that Middy's not a traitor. Mm -hmm. And then we've got this story that ends up being really important in the episode. So mm -hmm. Olivia is talking about Death Stare Jack, <laughs> and Olivia says that Jack apparently said after the mission who are we murdering tonight and he put his hand on her shoulder although every time olivia tells the story she's she describes it slightly differently like mm -hmm. she says that he says a slightly different thing every time yep. which makes me think she doesn't really remember what he said exactly and then they all think oh that's big he must have thought you were someone else and you kind of look like claire from the back with your hair tied up so that means that claire's a traitor and jack's a traitor and he thought he was talking to another traitor and Marielle's listening and she's quite worried because obviously like Claire is a traitor and she doesn't want a fellow traitor to get in trouble. 
the the weird thing is like as a viewer we know that jack's not a traitor mm -hmm. so we know that either jack didn't say this at all or he said he said it something totally different and olivia's just totally misheard him or when he said who are we who are we murdering tonight i think he maybe just meant who are we banishing tonight like he meant yeah. who are we voting out yeah and she's misinterpreted it yeah and, then and he was just like kind of kidding poison chalice and going round and like everybody's now thinking oh he's the traitor yeah so they're totally off track because mm -hmm. of this one thing that apparently jack said um which is good for the traitors i guess uh i feel like there's there's a lot lot this this like section of the episode on discussions it felt like it went on quite a long time which i liked yeah. like i liked hearing everybody's yeah. thoughts but in other the like the uk and the us one there's not always that much discussion that we get to see like it's quite quick before round table yeah so i liked hearing everybody's thoughts Me and too. hearing all their theories so then we move into the banishment room and roger jokester roger comedian roger he gives us an ernest hemingway quote about trust and betrayal followed by a dr seuss quote again tried to make a joke I, and was not funny i i i quite liked it i laughed <laughs> <laughs> you're not convinced by yeah. roger's comedic skills okay that's fine um maybe just yeah maybe over time you'll learn and by Look, by episode 12, you'll be hysterically crying at Roger the way I was crying at you saying that Jack was going to set you on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you'll be like. Okay, okay. Uh, Justine brings up Jack at the start of the discussion immediately. And she says, I don't believe Jack's a traitor because I don't know where this rumor came from about Jack. And J this is like the first that Jack's heard of this. So he's quite shocked. He's like, yeah. what are you, why are you talking about me? And then Olivia reiterates her story. She says, oh, you put your arm around me and you said, who are we going to murder? And Jack's just like, I did not say that to you. He mm -hmm. just completely, he doesn't even say, oh, no, I said something else or, oh, you misunderstood. He's just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yep. So it's totally unclear what the hell happened. Mm -hmm. um, and Sandra jumps in and explains her theory about mistaken identity. She says, oh, we think it's because you thought Olivia was Claire. So that means that Claire might be a traitor as well. I, I don't know if you noticed at, at the in the banishment room, every time there's a shot of Angus, aka Bradley Cooper, <laughs> he looks like he's just in a total state of panic. Like he just looks yeah. very, very tense. He's thinking like the, we've the discussion's wondering. not even about him. Like yeah. nobody's talking about him, but he just looks so uncomfortable. It's giving me Wilf from uh, the Traitors UK. No, 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 no. Wilf was ready to chuck Traitor under the bus to sell himself. I think Angus is thinking more of the lines of we need to stay together, we need to stick together, we can't get caught out. Yeah, so do you think, think he's panicking because Claire's name's coming up? Yeah, I think it, just now he's been a team player. Okay. Maybe down the line it's going to be different, but I think just now he's been a team player. Yeah, and what I haven't explained yet is that, Lindsay, you have not seen the rest of the season. You don't know anything that happens after this. Nope. Uh, which is, makes, it means I can ask you things that, you know, before 
with when there's co-hosts who've seen the whole series there's certain things that we can't talk about because we know everything mm-hmm. but but i can you know later on i'm going to ask you about some theories that you have okay. because you don't know what's coming next okay um sandra suggests that if they all just vote out jack and he turns out to be a traitor then that will also mean that claire is probably a traitor too and jack says what so i'm just cannon fodder but that kind of is what's happening that's it they're tra- kind of just treating jack as like an experiment yeah and sandra is definitely she's like taking charge here she's trying to emerge as a leader mm-hmm. of of discussions she demands to know why claire isn't willing to go with the group because claire says like i don't really think jack is a traitor obviously she's kind of trying to save herself a little bit here but also you want to you don't want to just you want to be your own person you want to make your own decisions you don't want to just be a sheep and follow everybody else and just like mm, he's a traitor well, yes, I know. I think, yeah, I, I think my instinct, if I was there, I, I would want to not go with the group. Like, my instinct would be to just say who I think the traitor is. Yeah, same. But then, you, if you, you've got to think about gameplay and you've got to think, well, this is something that uh, Ivan from the UK Traitors spoke about when I interviewed him. He said, actually, you shouldn't do that. Because if if you're really clever and you actually have figured out who the traitors are and you start voting for them early on, the traitors are just going to murder you. So actually, okay. it's probably a good idea for the first five or six episodes to not be honest about who you think it is. And maybe you should just go with the crowd to blend in, even though it feels like... So you, you don't know, stick out and they're like, oh, well, Claire voted for... XYZ, do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so they're not yeah. So they're not like, oh Lindsay's figured it Lindsay voted against everyone else and she's actually figured it out. Let's get rid of her. So Mm -hmm. you probably don't want to vote for who you actually think the traitors are. Just want to blend in. I think, yeah. Okay. Um Sandra also then turns on Jack and says, Well, who do you suspect? We all think you're the traitor. Who do you think the traitor is? And Jack says he suspects Middy. And then the chat kind of all comes back round to what MK had said at breakfast, that Middy had a weird reaction when Millie was murdered. And the discussion kind of wraps up at that point and Roger tells us it's time for the votes to begin. So the votes begin and Middy has one vote and it reaches a point where Jack has seven votes. And then it's time for Chloe, <laughs> Chloe the clairvoyant, to reveal her vote. And I just loved it so much. So she says that she has spoken to her spiritual team for advice and his spiritual team have told her that it is Jack. And I need fired. <laughs> so wrong, but she's so sure. Um, Jack, the, the voting continues, and it reaches a point where Jack has 11 votes, and Roger tells us if Jack gets one more, he'll have the majority and he'll be banished. So the rest of the votes come in, and by the end of... All the votes come in and round the table. MK has won, which was from Claire, which I'll come back to in a moment. Um, Middy has two. A Jack ends up with 20 votes from everybody, which is pretty rough. Yeah. So Jack has to stand up and reveal whether he's faithful or a traitor, and he uses his chess analogy. He says in chess, there's this thing called a gambit, which means you, you know it's like a bet. You've just got to, to go for it and sacrifice something... I thought he was, I kind of misunderstood where he was going with this. I thought he was going to say, oh, my gambit was, I did say that to Claire. But actually, 
uh, not Claire, Olivia. Yeah. And I was deliberately trying to, but I, but then he didn't see that. He meant I'm the gambit, and you've all just used me as a gambit. And actually, you were all wrong. And he says that he's a faithful, and they're all completely shocked. Yeah, he kind of sets it up for saying I'm a traitor. Yeah. And then goes, I'm a faithful. Yep. Like. It must yeah. be like pure awkward as well though, because he's standing there for quite a while <laughs> after and you just like these people have just voted me off of this i've just lost this chance of winning loads of money yeah my death stare that can set you on fire didn't work <laughs> like it must be like really really awkward and kind of like quite nerve-wracking just standing there yeah yeah but it's it's so exciting for us to yeah. watch well, obviously yeah yeah um angus when he's while he's just standing there, Angus says he's not allowed to lie right now, is he? And I thought that was quite smart as yep. a traitor. Yep. Like that made him look like he really is a faithful yep. to think to say that. Um Sandra looks like humiliated because she basically was like the ringleader here mm-hmm. and like whipped everyone up to vote for him and then it failed. Uh Olivia also I think looks kind of mortified because she told everybody that story about Jack and kind of made them all vote for him i think i think she's she's planned that she's picked one and she's planned i don't know it's maybe just to throw the scent off her but i, I don't know yeah well yeah. she's probably now thinking oh shit now all eyes are on me i should not have told everybody yeah. that like, i think she's panicking now um she's a crime scene investigator she should know better exactly so I mentioned that Claire voted for MK and she was the only one that voted for him. And she said, I came here to find traitors. I don't think Jack is a traitor. I'm going to vote for MK. So what do you think? What do you think? I've got thoughts. What do you think about Claire voting for MK and being the only one that did that? Well, before you told me what Ivan said, I would have thought, mm, yeah, she's doing good. She's voting for who she thinks is out she's not following the herd but now i'm thinking you've just like got a flashing red light above your head you've put yourself into the firing line so i don't know yeah i've got like mixed thought like my first thought when i was watching it again was she shouldn't have done that mm-hmm. because yeah she's going to stand out from everybody now but then i think maybe it was quite smart because she knew jack wasn't a traitor so she knew everyone else is voting for him. I'm not going to vote for him. So when it gets revealed that Jack's a faithful, I'll actually look quite good. Like people will be like, "Oh, Claire, we should no. have listened to Claire," because she knows like she's a traitor. So she, yeah, you know. But now they're going to be like, "Oh, Jack did say that to Olivia, and they thought it was Claire." So Jack's now gone. So they know he's he's a faithful, and Claire's now in the firing line. Because of this look-alike thing, which I can see, I can see that they look alike, but I think she's she's put herself front of the line there. But then, if they know that Jack's not a traitor, they they'll also traitor. be confused. They'll be like, "Well, if he's not a traitor, why did he say that to Olivia?" I think they're more likely to think Olivia's a liar than that Claire's shady. Mm. That's kind of where I would assume. They okay. would go, but I, again, I don't want to say too much because I kind of know what happens as the series goes on. Roger tells them then that the traitors will meet again tonight. Uh, and the players are still sitting around the table and Nigel wants to keep the conversation going. So he asks Olivia, well, 
you said there was a witness who heard you saying that to Jack. Who was the witness? Yep. And then Olivia just sort of says, oh, I, oh, I don't know. Um, It was someone else who told me that I, that they had heard it from someone else. And it's just all kind of unravels. I think, like, what here's what I think happened. Uh-huh. I think Olivia told somebody, here's what Jack said to me. And the person that she was talking to said, I've heard that from someone else. But I think they just meant, you've told someone else and they've also told me this. I don't think they meant, oh, someone else heard Jack saying that. I think they meant someone else heard you saying that. And Olivia's totally misunderstood. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, I quite because like... There's no other... There's no explanation. Like, either Jack didn't say that at all... I don't think or he did. he did say it, and then someone else did. Why hasn't someone else at the table said, oh, yeah, it was me. I heard that. Because nobody supposed... did. I think she's made it all up. Because you could yeah. tell by Jack's reaction that he was like, what the hell? Yeah. I think... I don't know if she made... I think she didn't make it up. I think she just completely misheard him. I think he said something else or made a joke, and she's totally misinterpreted it. That, mm. That's kind of what I think. Um, and now she's like, oh, I should not have said this to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kishindi says she feels sick because they've just voted it faithful. And Claire gets upset. And she, like, you can't tell if she's pretending or if she actually does just feel really bad about Jack. But she's crying at the table. Oh, she's trying to. Well, yeah, because <laughs> then we, we go to the traitor's den. And the traitors are like in total admiration of Claire. And they're saying, how did you do that? You were crying. And she's like, well, you know, I've got to play the game. I've got to act. I've got to put on the performance of a lifetime. So I guess she she was putting on. Mm-hmm. Claire's also worried now because she was singled out as this Olivia lookalike. But again, I think that kind of doesn't matter now because they all know that Jack wasn't a traitor. I, I think I, I don't know how much people are going to care about her looking like Olivia from the back anymore. I think people will move on. Um, they think that, well, they start, they have to now think about who they're going to murder again. So we're go- we've got like two murder discussions in one episode. They talk about Sandra. They think that Sandra's a bit too sort of bullshit. They keep calling her the puppet master because she was mm-hmm. leading the discussion. So they don't like that. Uh, they also talk about Chloe because Chloe the clairvoyant is is going to be too dangerous. I, I kind of understand what they mean. Did you know because... what? Because laugh out loud and they're like, "Oh, well, she should have seen that coming." I think they they think that she's dangerous because people not but necessarily because she's really clairvoyant, but because other people think she's really clairvoyant, so people will trust her. So if Chloe just starts naming people then everyone will go, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh she must be right. Let's trust yeah. her. So they, the traitors don't want that. They don't want somebody throwing out names and everybody believes it just because she claims she's a clairvoyant. Yep. So she's on the chopping block, even though she was totally wrong in her vote tonight because she voted for Jack. <laughs> uh, so then we, we don't see who they choose. We never do until the next day. Um, but we get these these shots that are really creepy. It's like you said, it's like a horror film. Yeah. Like the traitors, they've got the cloaks, the masks. They're the sneaking music, through the house music, in the dark. Yeah. yeah, as if I mean, they're 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 presenting us with like this idea that they are actually going to like stab someone to death. Yeah, like they don't do like 
uh, letters being delivered. They don't, you know, the person who's murdered doesn't come and sit in a yeah. big armchair in a nice room and open up a sealed envelope. Like they, they just act as if they have actually been killed off. What actually you see in the final clips and you're seeing everybody and they're in the room at night time and they're like getting ready for their bed or whatever. Yeah. Um, what made me like Sandra even more? She had a wee picture of her doggy beside her. so we have to wait until episode two to find out who's going to be murdered because the episode ends right there So, Lindsay, what do you think? You've seen the US Traitors, you've seen the UK Traitors. What do you think of episode one of Traitors Australia? I quite enjoyed it. I think a lot happened, as you said, a few times in the episode. The fact that it's an hour and 20 minutes long didn't even feel that Mm -hmm. because I was entertained throughout the whole episode. I really hope that Nigel or Sandra win. Those are my two favourites at the moment. Um, but we'll see. I'm warming to Angus. Okay. There's, there's a couple of them that I'm a bit, mm, right, okay. But we'll see. Okay. And apart from, you've mentioned Nigel and Angus, uh, our other two traitors are Marielle and Claire. What, what, how do you, based on your first impression, how do you think they're going to get on as traitors? Um, I feel quite void about Marielle. <laughs> okay. And I think Claire's going to get caught out quite soon. Okay, why? Just because she's like sketchy. I'm sorry, but she's sketchy. I like okay. how she said, oh, I'm a supermarket worker, um, so I speak to hundreds of people a day, so I have to kind of, which I can understand, but I just, nah, nah, there's, there's just something about her. Okay. I'm not a woman here. So it's... Based on the tracksuits and the first mission, are you looking forward to see what kind of missions they're going to do in this season? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think Adidas is, well, you'll know, but I wonder if Adidas is going to sponsor every single one of them. <laughs> With their, their, 90s, their 90s tracksuits. Just it. you wait. Just it. you so wait. I'm so excited for you to watch the rest of the season because, again, I, I've seen it. I know what happens. I absolutely love this season. I've said it before in the podcast. I think this is my favourite out of the three versions I've seen. Uh, the, the tension that builds as the season goes on is absolutely incredible. Some of the twists and turns and unexpected events are just absolutely brilliant. And I can't wait to watch it again because it's been a few months since well, I've seen it. Do you want to know a little secret? <gasps> what? <laughs> I was. Do you already know who wins? No, no, okay. no, no. Uh, I've watched the first 20 minutes of the next episode because I, I just wanted to. I couldn't stop. And the minute we stop this, I'm going to binge it. Okay, okay. Well, that's a good sign. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That means you're hooked and you want to keep going. Yep. Now, we have our trader traitor reveal still to come. However, before that, uh, we always do a wee bit of promotion. So firstly, Lindsay, where can we find you on social media? So I am on Instagram and you have tagged me on Instagram today to say I'm your yes. special guest. You can give me a follow and I will get follow you back. Okay. And uh, I've asked you this before. I like to ask people sometimes, have you got any other, apart from the tracers, any recommendations for what we should be watching right now? What are you watching that you're enjoying? Um, well, one of my friends on Facebook posted about a TV show called From. Okay. 
from MGM, the, the, the producer. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. I've watched the first three episodes and I feel a wee bit hooked on this as well. It's going to have to sit in the back burner now while I watch the Traitors. Yes. But it's, it's, it's quite good. What, what is from? It's called, it's called from... So it's basically... It's two colonies. So it's a town colony and, and a colonisation. And what happens is when people are doing road trips, they kind of like they go through a certain road and in that road it's like a kind of time stands still mm-hmm. and they're all kind of trapped in this little town so they have to kind of work with each other to kind of build civilization up again and then at night time there's like these they're not really zombies it's like people that they think that they know so like if i was um a parent and i lost my child mm-hmm. my child would come to me in the night and it would look real Mm-hmm. And it tries to kind of coax you to come outside, and then they kill you. It's it's quite it's quite interesting. It's quite good. Okay. okay. Uh, now, Lindsay, we've been playing a game, the Trader Traitor. Ah. I told you a lie at some mm-hmm. point in the in the past hour or so. Did you tell me a lie? Yes. Okay. I think I know what your lie is. Okay. Do you, have you got any idea what I might have lied about? Well, when you lied, I'm saying when, I said lie, lie, twice, and you were talking over <laughs> me, so that's when you lied. But I can't for the life of me remember what your lie was. Um, I think you thought I was lying about something that I wasn't lying about. Okay. So I just talked over you because <laughs> I was just paying you no attention. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> really nice I think... in the world. Okay. Does that mean you don't know? Do you have a guess about what my lie was? Yeah. I said lie. Lie when you were saying it. Oh, but you don't remember what I actually said? Nah. You're joking me. Have you got any other guesses apart from that? Um, nah. Nah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you know that... My, you, know my, you know my one, though. You, you were wrong when you were accusing me of lying i was not lying it was either when i said that i wrote down blair witch before dirk said it or oh that was it yeah <laughs> or it was about okay that, they, that in the uk one they didn't have silver bars or whatever yes but that that was i just was an idiot and i couldn't remember no my lie was it was really shady right I said it was like the almost the first thing I said as soon as we started talking about the episode. I said that they filmed in a luxury hotel in Western Australia, and they did not. They filmed in a hotel in the Southern Highlands. It wasn't in Western Australia at all. Mm, okay. So I, I lied about where the, the hotel was. Okay. So was, your lie yes. was that that Nigel has a documentary and you've watched it. <laughs> how could you tell that was a lie i just knew how i just because i thought if that was true you would have told me this before now but I only just started watching it tonight so i wouldn't have known who he was yeah no so i just thought that's too much of a coincidence that you watched the documentary about nigel and then tonight you started watching the traitors and the same guy was in it right, i thought okay. no there's well that's no why way. i said i watched it a couple of months ago I know, but I just thought, nah, nah, full. I win. <laughs> well, I won last time, so we're even. Mm, I'm not sure. Um, 
<laughs> if you could see me right now, I've got my arms folded and I'm raising my eyebrows. Are you trying I'm, to set me on fire I'm with touching the that shoulder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the death stare. <laughs> the jack stare. <laughs> Lindsay, I'm going to put you on the spot live on the hot mic. Because then if you agree to it, then I have to put it on the podcast and I have to hold you to it and you look like a bad person if you don't do it. Well, now that you're going to watch the rest of The Traitors Australia, will you return later in the season to talk about an episode? Um, sure. Yay! Mm. Lindsay, thank you so much for being the most returning guest so far. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll put all the links to your socials in the podcast notes and we'll talk soon bye Bye. imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, listeners. As you can probably tell, I had such a fun time recording with my bestie. And what a brilliant opening episode of The Traitors Australia. I've already seen the show and I cannot wait to rewatch all the rest of the episodes. Ahead this season, I have several contestants from the show lined up to take part in interviews for the podcast, so I can't wait to speak to them. Please send me any questions you have about the Traitors Australia, and I will put them to the players. One more thing today, I did a wee video on Instagram recently to announce the new podcast season. I use the word announce like I'm Taylor Swift about to drop a new album. Anyway... In that video, I mentioned that I had some really cool personal news to share, and it is related to this podcast. As you can probably tell, I love reality competition TV and TV in general, and my work on the podcast has partially led to a new career move for me. I was recently offered a job with a TV production company to work in entertainment TV development. This is an absolute dream for me. I studied film and TV at university and it's something I've always been on the fringes of in one way or another. Writing film reviews for an online magazine, doing work as a TV extra, recording this podcast and I'm so, so excited about what's to come. I just wanted to say another big thank you for listening 
If so many of you weren't streaming and downloading and sending me lovely positive feedback and support on coffee.com, then I may not still be going strong with it and it might not have led to this amazing new experience I'm about to begin. So it's very much appreciated. Speaking of coffee.com, thank you so, so much to Caitlin, who recently sent me a very generous donation. I'm so appreciative of it. It really brightened my day when I got the notification about that, so thank you. I research, write, record, edit, and deal with the distribution of this podcast completely by myself. I organise guests and operate the social media accounts, and I do it because I love the show so much and I'm enjoying everything about the podcast, except the amount of hours all this organisation takes. And I'm doing it all for free. In fact, it's costing me money. So if you've been listening in and you want me to keep it up, have a think about visiting coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com slash Matthew Keeley. And my name is spelled M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-E-E-L-E-Y. And you could put in a wee donation if you feel like it. It's not a subscription or a Patreon. It could just be a one-off few pounds or Aussie dollars. Whatever you think a cup of tea or coffee would cost. Lastly... You can keep up with the podcast and social media. We are on Twitter at the Tradar Pod or Instagram at the Tradar Podcast, or you can email the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll be back with episode two mega soon. Until then, stay faithful. Mm-hmm.